There were two more murders 15 miles when away. We arrived, we found the telephone we have a electricity line weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Murder. Prohibition was hard on many in 1920, but some, like Eva Koo, were able to make the most of it. This woman, little Eva, was able to make a good life for herself in these trying financial times. How did she do it? Well, by opening a little speakeasy and, on June 14, 1934, committing a little murder. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Eva Koo, born Eva Curry on June 17, 1889, was born and raised in Canada before marrying her husband and moving to upstate New York in 1921. Now, what should have been a bustling city where money could be made easily was plagued with the Volstead Act that began at precisely midnight on January 16, 1920. Thus came the time to start making money under the radar, with speakeasies appearing all over America. Eva began her own bar in a small city in New York, and for a while, it seemed to be going really well. She was situated in a railroad town, so her clientele were truck drivers, railroad employees, college students, and construction workers. Little Eva's place, which many said doubled as a brothel, was the place to be and became very popular in the area. And she made it through the Great Depression and thrived, where many were failing. She was so successful, in fact, that she was able to buy property, run her business, feed herself and her staff, and even pay for her employees' insurance policies. One of these employees was a man named Harry Gimpy Wright. He was a 52-year-old farmer whose mother passed away and left him unable to care for himself. So he paid the charitable Eva $2,000 of his mother's inheritance in exchange for his care. Eva happily accepted. Harry was known to drink too much and take walks down the highway, something I would think Eva should have kept an eye on. But instead, it gave her an idea. She and another employee, a girl named Martha Clift, reported that Harry had gone missing in June of 1934. They claimed that he wandered out of the bar with a bottle and had not seen him since. So police went out looking for Harry and found him smashed up on the side of the road. He must have gone on one of his walks and gotten hit by a vehicle. He was declared the victim of a hit and run and sent for burial. In the meantime, Eva had gone straight to the insurance company and asked for the money from Harry's policy that she was the sole beneficiary of. The company became suspicious and took their concern to the police, who had a coroner take another look at Harry's body. Then they looked into Eva and found that she and Martha had been reported for trespassing on a nearby farm the night of Harry's murder. Both women were arrested and police broke into Eva's home, without a warrant, and began looking for evidence. What they found were dozens of insurance policies on basically anyone Eva came into contact with, all of which she was the sole beneficiary. When asked about the policies, both women confessed. They said that on the night of June 14, 1934, the two women drove Harry Wright to a secluded location where Eva hit him with a mallet and Martha ran him over with her car to make it look like a hit and run. His body was then dumped on the side of the road and left for police to find. Their trial began in August of 1934 and attracted a massive amount of media attention. Souvenirs and memorabilia were sold and everyone talked about little Eva and her mallet. 
The trial lasted for almost three weeks, and after an hour of deliberation, Eva Koo was found guilty for first-degree murder and sentenced to death, while Martha was given 20 years. The women said their goodbyes and were transported to their separate prisons. On June 27, 1935, Eva Koo was escorted to the electric chair. Her last words were, goodbye, darlings, as a switch was pulled and she became the third woman to die at Sing Sing in the 20th century. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on June 15th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.